Today, we're taking a quick detour from our usual global path of exploration because I have good news, everyone! Full of surprises, as always, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 1.5, Podcast Exploration, Change in Format. Welcome to the episode, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. As always, the opening and closing song is the song Mr. Mischief, courtesy of All Good Folks. Logo artwork, courtesy of Arthur. Episode cover artwork, courtesy of Jacqueline. And I'm your host, Mr. Gree Omenma. To jump right into it, I have received a new job. This is very good. It's a lot of fun. It's challenging to to say the least, but it's fun and it's uh it's getting to do stuff that I haven't done in a while and I am uh learning some new stuff along the way. However, uh it uh it very quickly went from a part-time venture because I was interested in doing it into a full-time venture because they they needed me that number of just a lot of all the hours they needed me a lot because of a sudden just a unexpected conundrum Uh, my whole point of this is that when i said i received a new job i never said that i stopped my old one so now of course i have two full-time jobs also trying and uh, not succeeding well at all in fitting school into my schedule means I have to most definitely cut down on that sleep thing, you know, just just the essentials. I made it through last week, uh, but I also realized that at this point in time, I, I really have no more fat to trim in my schedule. Case in point, it is uh, approximately 12.30 a.m., and I'm recording this, it it launches at uh, at five, and uh, this is just absolutely ridiculous. So um, I had to rethink the podcast. You know, this started out as part of my job and as part of school, and most importantly, because I love storytelling and and I want to shine a light on these stories and on the indigenous culture that birthed them. However. I'm not going to release a story if it's not where I'd like it to be. Performance-wise, script-wise, editing-wise, however it is, I would rather it not be done or not be released than to uh, release an inferior product. Uh, so keeping all the aforementioned material in mind, uh, the programming schedule is going to start off by being modified. What was going to be a cornerstone of the membership perks will now be released every other episode as a mini-episode. So the show will still be bi-weekly, but one episode will be just a normal episode. Same format as before. Pithy intro, decadent story, and an enlightening fact. But then, the next episode, two weeks later, it'll be the original tale, as, as much as we can say original, sans modernization. This will be the the tale that inspired our modernization 
followed by some purely just uh, off-the-cuff, non-scripted commentary about the ebb and flow of moving from the ancient version to our present-day colored folklore version. We're sorry. This is not how we wanted this to go, especially after only two full-scale episodes. Uh, In fact, actually, we wanted this show to be weekly to start off. And to be frank, that would have been a disaster. There's just too much going on with life for that to have, have gone well. You know, but this new modified version could work. And that's why we'd like to kick it off. Uh, We're going to go back and we're going to deliver episode one's origin this week. Then next episode, we're going to give you episode two's origin. And then the episode after that, four weeks from today, we'll shoot you episode three. Intro, episode fact, then two weeks after that, episode three's origin, and so on and so forth. I am not saying that this is perfect or that it uh, won't change again. The only constant in the world is change, right? Or that things just won't get so bad that I'll have to stop the podcast altogether. You know, I'd rather that, of course, not be the case, but I can't rule it out. So without further ado, on to the creation story of the Yoruba people of Nigeria, Africa, centered around the Orisha Obatala. Once, very long ago, there was the sky above, and there was the water and the wetlands below. The gods, also called the Orisha, were led by Olorun, who ruled over the sky. Olokun ruled all that was below. Obatala, another Orisha, desired there to be land, a dry area for living creatures, so he went to Olorun for permission. Upon receiving it, he went to Orunmila, eldest son of Olorun, and the Orisha of prophecy. Orunmila advised Obatala to procure a gold chain long enough to reach from the sky to the sea. He also would need a snail shell full of sand, a white hen, a black cat, a palm nut, and a bag to carry all of his belongings. The other Orisha gave the gold that they had for the chain, and Orunmila gave Obatala everything else. Obatala attached the chain to the end of the sky, heaved the sack over his shoulder, and started climbing down the chain. When he got to the end, he realized he was still quite some distance from the water. Orunmila called out from the sky to pour the sand out of the shell, and then immediately dropped the white hen. Obatala did this and watched as the hen landed in the sand and scratched it everywhere. Wherever the sand landed, dry land would sprout up, large mounds of sand becoming hills, while divots in the sand became valleys. Leaping onto a hill himself, Obatala decided to call this land Ife. Digging a hole in the ground, Obatala planted the palm nut and watched as the tree grew immediately to full size right in front of his face. This full-sized tree dropped more nuts onto the ground, and wherever they landed, they buried themselves and resulted in full-sized trees. This kept happening over and over and over again. Obatala relaxed with his cat and enjoyed the newfound dry land. 
A few months into this, Obatala was no longer excited by his new place of residence. So he decided to create others so that he'd have some other types of company. Digging into the sand all around him, he brought forth clay and molded it into a representation of himself. He rather quickly got tired, so he went to rest. Making wine from the closest tree, he drank much more than one bowl full of palm wine before returning to making companions out of clay. Because he was now drunk, these new figures he made were rather deformed and distorted. Feeling happy with his progress, he called out to Olorun to breathe life into these creatures. The next day, he realized what had happened and promised to never drink again. Additionally, he announced himself Protector of the Deformed. All of Obatala's creations, which he named people, followed Obatala's guidance and made hut after hut before it became a full city. All the Orishah could see what Obatala had done, and they were very impressed, and they visited Ife all the time. The only Orisha not pleased by this was Olokun. Since Obatala had never asked permission or even the advice of Olokun, she waited until he went to the sky to visit, when she sent a gigantic flood sweeping across Ife. She did not let up the assault, burying much of the land back under the sea and drowning nearly everyone in her wake. The final people alive found the visiting Orisha, Eshu, and begged him to return to the Orisha in the sky for further assistance. Eshu would not comply until a proper sacrifice was made. The remaining people sacrificed goats in Obatala's name, and Eshu left for the sky. Orun Mila was told about what was happening in Ife, and he traveled back to the land in order to cast a number of protective spells. The waves retreated, and the remaining people and the land were saved. Olukun challenged the sky god Olurun to a weaving competition for the right to the remaining land. Olurun knew the folly in this, but accepted, planning on tricking the goddess. Dispatching a chameleon to mimic her skills, every time Olukun wove a new cloth, the chameleon copied the fabric. Olukun saw that she had been bested and returned to the waters from whence she came. And, according to the Yoruba people of Nigeria, Africa, that is how creation began. My thoughts. Number one, like most folklore, legends, myths, fables, like most stories, just works of creative fiction, out of the heads, out of the imaginations of human beings, there are... So many things that just don't even make sense. <laughs> that is exactly why we love these tales. But, uh, but I, I, I got a weird brain, you know, ever since forever, ever since I can remember. I mean, like early primary school, remember, I, I needed to know more of uh, a why or a how. Like, uh, like how does a chameleon copying what you do constitute a defeat you know you know at the end there it was i'm like what what sense does this who's judging this what is going on 
you know, I ain't tearing on it. Not at all. Not at all. It, it's it's very entertaining. And I, uh, especially when we did this episode, I, I was loving embodying the chameleon and just feeling his frustration and trying to recreate things that have probably never been seen by living creatures before. It's just, it, it made me laugh. And, uh, and, and, uh, on another note, I mean, there are just a ton of things that I'm, I, I'm not privy to. I don't, I don't know in terms of, uh, like, uh, culturally, geographically, et cetera, et cetera. You know, these things may offer more context. Uh, but when, when I went ahead and modernized the tale in episode one, I I wanted to kind of m- make it a little bit more of a through line. So so I connected some dots there. Number two, um, I mentioned this in episode two, and uh, it will, after episode two, uh, in in our history, all over the planet, doesn't matter the culture, just everywhere, the patriarchy is real. I mean, all the dudes do all the things all the time, and like, I mean, come on, it's just that is freaking boring to me, and kind of infuriating, you know. So for a multitude of reasons, you don't agree, get at me. Just let me know. Uh, reading this as is, I mean, you can see a lacoon, so powerful, so little of a role. It's just uh, uh. I really needed to beef that up with our version. Give her some empathy, give her some humor, and give give her a lot of give her basically the power in the situation because that's kind of how I saw it, how I read it, how I wanted it to be. So, uh, and number three, um, characterization. I mean, it's kind of a good segue there because I, you know, I wanted to give depth to I wanted to give depth to the characters. For example, I I went uh, I went into the tro- I went into the trope direction and I made Arun Mila kind of bookish. You know, I made Olarun and <laughs> an exasperated dad. I <laughs> all the parents out there, I'm sure you can understand how that may go time to time. And uh, I I really really wanted Obatala to to live in his moment of weakness to, for it to not just be like, oh, I did this bad thing, woke up, everything's like, okay, this is what I'm doing from now on. Like, no, like he, he saw it, he felt it, he realized it. And not only that, like they, they showed him what, uh, what was going on. And in our version, the, the individuals that uh, correct his ableism, you know, they're, they're pointing out, I had nothing wrong. Like, Everyone is as everyone is. Ain't nobody broken. It's good. It's all good. You know? Just uh, respect. <laughs> so this, this is our new format. I hope that you liked it. Uh, tune in next time to see the exact same thing done with episode two. And then after that, you get a brand new episode three where we actually will be in my proverbial backyard going over a North American Native American creation myth, which will be a lot of fun. I love that story. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please send us an email at info at coloredfolklore.com or you can check us out at our socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the socials. 
all of them with the handle Colored Folklore, all one word. And the best way, as always, to get at us, to check us out, to see what's going on is to go directly to the source, the website, www.coloredfolklore.com. And while you're there, maybe, 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 if you, if you have a moment, if you have an inkling, maybe go to the support page, take a look at uh, the artists that work on the show, take a look at our collaborators. This never, ever will be required, but it is always appreciated. Uh, the show, uh, at least on our end, you know, it it has its costs. They're actually documented on the Kofi page, exactly what goes into a monthly cost of a show. To recoup that would be awesome. Um, for the show to take care of itself, ultimately, I think that's kind of like, you know, what the, the goal is. If you would like to sponsor the show, or if you know a business that would be interested in sponsoring, or even if anyone just wants a shout out, I mean, let us know. We're here, and we would always love to talk with you more. I mean, seriously, thank you very much for checking us out. Thank you for sticking with us. Sorry about the change in formatting. Uh, in the meantime, you can go and check out more African lore. You can check out these show notes. You can check out the episode one show notes. Detailed show notes. I think I said show notes. Like I said, man, it's it's been a long day. I'm very tired. <laughs> um, the ancient stories matter more now than ever before. So... Whether they're through us or whether they're through the library, whether they're through independent bookstores, go and check them out. Give them a read or give them a listen. This is Gree signing off just for now. Just for now. Have good weeks. And I most definitely can't wait to talk more with you soon. Thanks, y'all.